Yep, Suns in action tonight at Footprint Center against the San Antonio Spurs, looking to lock up the number four spot in the Western Conference in these next couple games. Here to talk Suns and NBA with us is NBA writer and podcaster Howard Beck, who checks in on the Arizona Sports Line. Howard, good morning. How are you? Good morning, gentlemen. Good. How are you? Doing real good. Um, you know, we're going into Game Seven of Kevin Durant in a Suns uniform, and the numbers that yeah, he's putting up, the numbers that Devin Booker's putting up, and of course the win numbers have been, uh, you know, eye popping so far. What have been your your takeaways from what you've seen of, of KD in the purple and orange, Howard? I mean, nothing too surprising. Kevin Durant is still really good at basketball, <laughs> and. <laughs> He joined a team that was pretty good at basketball, and <laughs> and I mean, listen, I don't mean to be too glib. It's just, no, it, it's, it's yeah. You know, there, there's 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 two sides to this, right? So there is the Kevin Durant is a plug and play superstar, maybe the most plug and play superstar we've ever seen, as everyone has said, and he is proving that by fitting in seemingly seamlessly with this team. And despite having, you know, arrived while he was hurt, comes back, plays a few games, gets hurt again. And the lack of time on the court with them doesn't seem to have affected him or them Mm -hmm. at all. That's all really impressive and amazing. And on some level, I think could be expected. But then you have skeptics like me um, who believe that uh, you still need a certain requisite minimal amount of time with a team to have what you could truly consider to be the kind of chemistry and feel for each other that matters when you get to the playoffs. So everything great so far, but even if you look at like, Oh, well they're, you know, what are they six and oh or whatever, when he plays uh-huh. now, if, if, uh, any stretch in a season, a team goes six and oh, we go, okay, they're on a nice streak. We don't immediately conclude they're unbeatable. Uh, I do think we're overreacting a little bit to, you know, what they've done so far. My skepticism remains um, just kind of based on principle, not based on anybody on the Suns, not based on Durant or Booker or anybody else, just on the general principle that if we're going to spend endless amounts of time every year in the NBA talking about teams that are succeeding um, because they have great chemistry and continuity, familiarity <laughs> mm-hmm. with each other. They've been through the wars together. They've been, you know, through all the highs and lows. They've, they've been knocked out in the first round. They've gone to the fight. Like when you talk about all these things, all these experiences, and we put a certain amount of weight on them. And it's not just us morons on the outside fans and media coaches, GMs, scouts, all the people inside the NBA talk about this stuff with the same level of, of importance. And so if those things matter, they have to matter all the time. And so my, to the extent that I still have some concern, skepticism, whatever about the Suns, it's still, there's no precedent for what they're about to try to do, which is add a player of Kevin Durant's caliber, have him play 10 games at most, and then try to win a championship. Like there's just no template for that in the history of the world. And it may happen. It it could actually happen for all kinds of reasons, including the Suns talent level and the general malaise of the Western Conference where there is no clear favorite. It could happen. And then, you know, next year this time, I won't be able to say it's never happened in the history of the world. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's very well said. Um, And I'm curious about that because Rick Buecher likes to say that nothing, um, nothing exposes cracks in your foundation more so than the pressure of the NBA playoffs. Where, where, where might these issues come into play in a playoff series? Uh, Buke, I, I believe, is correct. My, my old tag team partner from Bleacher Report, where we made eight billion five-minute videos in about three years. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> we, we, it was great to, to, for us to balance each other out because uh, Buker, of course, uh, far more screen friendly than I am. So <laughs> uh-huh. it was it was it was good. Um, no, I, I, look, uh, Rick, I think is 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 right, and this is the same thing. I was just having this conversation with an assistant coach um, on another team a week ago that, um, yeah, you're going to get in the playoffs and you're going to be, you know, it's going to be whatever, you know, a five-point game with less than two minutes to go. And, you know, the the, the Suns op- opponent maybe is the one that's been together for two or three years and all their guys know each other and they, they've, they've run the same plays out of timeouts a bazillion times. They have a feel for each other or they know their defensive scheme and they can read it and react to each other in real time without having to think about it. And they're just all on the same page because they've just they've already been through these situations. And now the Suns are going to, you know, have to adapt on the fly in a sense. In that, yes, the core has been together, right? Chris Paul and Booker have a, a few and, and, and Aiton have a few years together. Um, Durant is new to them, um, and they're new to him. And then you've got you know even some role players like Ross or Akoji and some of these guys who who are just kind of jumped on for the ride late. Um, I just don't think you're going to have that same level of of intuitiveness mm-hmm. about each other. Like, what do we always say about the Warriors? We always point to Draymond Green and Steph Curry, how they have almost this telepathy where they just know where each other's going to be and what each other's going to do, and they can set each other up brilliantly uh, on offense. And, and a certain amount on, on defense as well, the way that that team kind of intuitively can feel each other. And that's why some of their young guys haven't worked out, and that's why the Warriors have had some of the bumps they've had, right? They've got some guys who didn't understand how to do things the Warriors way. Um, And so, you know, you you can't say exactly when this might break down for the Suns, just that we do have a long history of of teams that when they have some continuity and feel for each other um, in, in crunch time, in a tight series, in, you know, down the stretch of a game five in a tied two, two series, right? Which team are you going to have a little more faith in? Probably the one that's, had a feel for each other has been together a little bit longer. Then again, talent in this league seems to always win out. Yeah, you're, you're leading me down the path. I wanted to go with my next question. Howard Beck, uh, NBA writer, podcaster, our guest here on Bickley and Murata Mornings. That telepathy idea, Golden State obviously has it, and even the pieces that they've added, Gary Payton the second coming back, playing a role, Andrew Wiggins coming back, obviously a, a key contributor. There's other teams in that mix, the Suns being among them, but the Lakers really changed up their ingredients at the trade deadline. The Clippers did the same. Dangerous teams, but I don't think they have that same level of continuity how do you how do you kind of size up that group of teams on that front Howard that's the difficulty of this whole uh you know postseason that we're about to embark on is that it's such a weird thing as I as I glance at the standings right the top three teams in the western conference have a lot of continuity you know the Kings granted Sabonis got there a year and a half ago but okay they've got a full year and a half with Fox and Sabonis together and a lot of their role players have been with them and with Fox for a while and the Grizzlies are a young team but they've been together a while and the Nuggets have had their failures but they've been together a while and so you've got three teams at the top that do have a lot of continuity before you get to the Suns Clippers Warriors and then you get into this murky area where it's like all right the Suns have the best on paper talent let's say the Warriors are the defending champs, but, you know, their record and especially their road record, you know, 
speaks to some major concerns. And the Clippers don't have Paul George right now. We get down to the Lakers, and you know they're coming around. But how much track record do we have with that group together? Right, like LeBron and Anthony Davis have been together, but they turned over, you know, half their rotation just a month and a half ago. And so, like, there's 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 no um, perfect case. I mean, perfect is, is the wrong word. There's just no solid case for anybody. Everybody's got some serious caveats. And in most years, you know, you go across to the East even this season, the Bucks and Celtics and Sixers are sure like they have some caveats too, but they're not the same level of caveats. Like I I could be comfortably, you know, predict one of those teams to come out of the East, or I could at least say it's definitely going to be one of those three teams. Whereas in the West, it's like, well, it's definitely going to be one of uh, eight teams. I think um, <laughs> like it's, it's that it's, it's that, uh, it's not even a parody. It's just everybody's got um, some serious deficiencies. Yeah, it's a great way to put it. Howard, thanks so much, as always, for coming yeah, on the show. We stuff, really appreciate man. the insight. We'll do it again soon, hopefully.